you may have noticed something at all these protests over police violence. There are a lot more white people there than you'd expect. But how long will that last? This awakening among white American voters, how far are they really willing to go beyond dethroning Trump? Adam Serwer on race and lessons from history. Listen and subscribe to It's Been a Minute from NPR. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. This week, we're going to hear from two women who have been on Alt Latino before. Gina Chavez and Lila Downs are deep thinkers. Their music is a result of insight and acute awareness of the world. And quite frankly, they're two of my favorite voices to listen to. They both have new music out this month. And in talking about the music, the conversations turn to things like identity, the power of language, and listening to our ancestors for guidance in these challenging times. First up is Gina Chavez, who talked to us about her new EP, La Que Manda. She spoke to us from her home in Austin, Texas. Okay, Gina, welcome back to Alt Latino. Hey, hey, so good to be back. You've been here in a couple of different forms and positions, so it's really nice to have you on the other side. We're just going to do a little interview and talk a little bit. Let's do it. And it's not so much an interview, it's more of a conversation, because we've been doing this off and on for for quite a long time now. So this is, uh, this time we're talking about your new record. I want to find out more about your decision to do an all-Spanish album. But first, tell me about the song that we're starting with, a song called Ella. You know, honestly, I think this is the most poignant song on the record. It's a song that I was especially moved by our time in quarantine right now. Um, And so we're actually using the music video for this song to speak to uh, survivors of domestic abuse. And it's something that has really pulled on my heart, the idea that women everywhere know what it's like to be to be small to be silenced um, to be subordinate uh, to be weak this is the track Ella from the new EP from Gina Chavez the EP is called La Que Manda This is a powerful message for women. Tell us a little bit more about this song. We have had so much power within us this whole time, and the world's been lying to us, and we're done with it, you know? But I wanted to be able to say that in a way that really spoke to Latinas and the Latinx community. I wanted to be able to speak to those particular experiences because I think women in Latin America are, in many countries, almost hunted. 
And this is a song that is crying out against that, but not for someone else to save us, but for us to understand that we have the power within us. We have the strength within us. And I'm really excited about the music video that hopefully will be coming out in the next few weeks that actually uses dancers from around the world to kind of speak to that experience of living in quarantine and what it means to be holed up in a place called home that is maybe not safe. From the beginning, your career, your recorded output, and even your performances are a mixture of both English and Spanish. What was the thinking and what was the sentiment behind making an all-Spanish EP? It's actually something I've been wanting to do for a while. For people who don't know my story, you know, I'm half Mexican, half Swiss German, grew up in Austin, Texas, and really didn't grow up with much of my Latino culture. You know, I did not grow up speaking Spanish. I just didn't really grow up with kind of the trappings of my Mexican ancestry. And the great thing about that, though, is that I now, when I get to travel, I kind of just get to be a sponge. And my parents really taught me the beauty of travel and the beauty of diversity and different cultures and languages. And I think that's something that was rooted in me from the beginning, not to mention just my own sangre, right? That it does live within me. I have always had this desire to connect to my Latin roots. And, you know, so I think La Quemanda, which before quarantine, before the pandemic, was supposed to be a full-length album. And instead of waiting for it to be a full-length album, we went ahead and decided to say, okay, we're just going to do a five-song EP and put it out there. But I'm so proud of these songs. And it really is... I don't know, it speaks to kind of an awakening to myself, but I think also an understanding of my awakening to myself as a woman and what that means. And that's a common story, as we've talked about here on Alt Latino, for people of Mexican ancestry like you and I, where we're a couple of generations removed from being in Mexico or part of Mexico. So along the way you lose the language, along the way you lose little bits and pieces of the culture. And that's okay, even more so now, as opposed to when I was going to college and beyond. There was a judgment on whether or not you spoke Spanish or how close you were to the culture. And now it's it's just kind of open. It doesn't really make a difference. Everybody seems to be more accepting of where you are with the language, with the culture. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is as I've toured... um, it's so funny even talking about this now because touring seems like such a far dis- <laughs> far distant right. thing. Uh, but back when I was touring, you know, it's I would I would come across people all over the United States who, you know, we might be in the middle of Wisconsin and playing bilingual music and people come up to us after the show and they're like, "Oh my god, this reminds me of my childhood, you know, in such and such a place." And I didn't never grew up speaking Spanish either, but like this makes me long for my for like that lost part of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just realize how much you know, this was my own experience, but it's a shared experience, just like you said. And I think I've been the one to really judge myself this whole time saying, oh, I, you know, I'm not fluent or I don't know exactly how to play a salsa or, you know, oh, wait, that salsa isn't even a thing. It's actually a rumba or a son clave or, you know, <laughs> uh, like learning as I go along the way and that that's okay. And I've felt very you know, welcomed by the Latino community. And I'm the one that if if anybody's keeping me outside, it's been myself. So anyway, so that's just to say that like, yes, I think it's it's very much a shared experience. I, at this point, I don't know that we can judge it. I mean, it was literally beaten out of our 
our kin. You know, that's why we don't grow up speaking Spanish is because there were generations that, you know, knew by the blows on their on their faces and their backs that you weren't supposed to. And, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons I did want to put out an all Spanish EP was that fully embracing of that part of myself. And also knowing that I am still learning Spanish and probably always will be. Yeah, that, I can I can attest to that. It's a beautiful language. And what I've found is that there's there's a different way to express yourself in English and then in Spanish. And there are different ways to express different emotions. And some sound better in one than the other. Well, and that's actually a great point because... You know, I think for me, that was another reason I've actually had on my bucket list to do a more pointed album in Spanish. The idea that I feel like I'm singing with a different voice when I sing in Spanish. And I've had multiple people come up to me and tell me that very same thing. And a lot of times they're not even Spanish speakers. People will say all the time, like, I actually prefer when you sing in Spanish, even though I don't necessarily know what you're saying, because it's almost like this other voice that gets to sing. And I feel like this whole record actually takes that to a whole nother level, especially with the title track, where I literally sing in a voice that when I hear it, I almost don't recognize it. <laughs> then then let's hear it. Let's play that track. This is called La Quemanda from Gina Chavez.
Talking to Gina Chavez. Gina, one of the things that I noticed about this record is the stylistic differences in the rhythms. And in the interest of full disclosure, I need to let the audience know that that you've been gracious enough to invite me to perform with you. So I have a little bit of insight because you're <laughs> a you're a very percussive and very rhythmic guitar player. And it's a lot of fun to play with you because there's a lot of things to play off of and play with. And what's also striking to me is that it transfers to how you sing and how you deliver and the pattern of your hmm. your singing. Rappers would call it a flow. I can sense a little bit of, like there's an interconnectedness. And, and, and in a lot of ways, like what Joni Mitchell does with, with her playing and her voice, the way Shirley Horn played piano with, with, with and then the way she sang, it's like it's a different connection. It's not an accompaniment. It's like an extension. Hmm. And I hear some of that uh, I hear quite a bit of it on the record because of the way that it's produced in all these different layers and all these different rhythms. I'm I'm taking just by your reaction that it's not something you have ever noticed or paid attention to. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting hearing other people talk. It, you know, it's almost like when you get to see a kid grow up, but you only see them every like three months or two years or something. And so you notice the growth in a way that somebody who lives with them may not. Right. You know, and so it's just interesting hearing you talk about that. Um, I would say I definitely, you know, on my last um, or my my first record that kind of introduced me to you or you to me <laughs> um, on Uprooted, <laughs> um, you know, I definitely realized at that point the that rhythm was really kind of the glue of my music, that it's really the driving factor. And I have a really hard time starting with lyrics first. You know, and I think because of that, I almost allow the rhythm and the feel to drive my words and the words almost become an extension of the rhythm itself um, as opposed to vice versa. And so, yeah, so it's, it's that's a really cool um, insight. And I will say, you know, I think that's actually what I love, 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 love about music from different cultures and especially from the various Latino cultures. You know, I especially am drawn to rhythms from the Afro-Cuban diaspora. And, you know, which I think a lot of us are, it's just, you know, the dance rhythms and it literally speaks to your body and says, hey, you should move now, you know? (laughs) And you don't even know why. You're like, I just, I don't know. Um, But your body almost becomes an extension of the music in the ways that the, the rhythms are created. I think that that's almost my you know, one of the underlying journeys of my music is basically saying like, yeah, let's do, let's go that route. I love that. Pick another song 
And let's talk about it. Which one do you want to play next? Let's say Quita la Cadena. Translate the title and then give us like a short explanation of what the theme is. Sure. So it means break the chain. You know, I feel like this song, I almost don't want to say exactly what it's about because I, I want people to be able to lend their own experience to it. The bridge actually talks about, um, it just says two words. It says, perdóname o suéltame. And I really did write it from kind of with incarceration in mind, you know, but it also could talk about a relationship and feeling incarcerated by a relationship or, you know, anything that kind of feels like it traps us, right? I don't know, just the idea that here we live supposedly in the land of the free and yet, you know, I live in Texas and we literally have children caged to the borders and how that can be okay, right? And it's not okay, <laughs> you know? And so I just, I love this song because I do hope that it can speak to different themes in people's life. But I definitely was calling to mind imagery of being behind bars, of someone who can't breathe, of um, silence, of what it means to have, you know, a monotonous life where other people tell you what to do. And this idea that it's like, look, forgive me, or let me go, let me do one or the other, right? Let me go on some level. And I feel like there's there's so much need for, I don't know, true freedom, especially in our own country right now.
so many people these days are using music for a lot of different reasons. And uh, we've done shows on music that helps people deal and cope, music that is part of a protest movement. It helps people express rage and, and, and hope. Where does music fall for you right now during all the stuff that we've been through with, with the lockdown, with the demonstrations, with the recognition of the fault lines in society that are really coming out to bear right now? Where does music fall for you? Not the music that you play. I guess it is a two-part answer. The music that you play, but also the music that you turn to to deal with things emotionally. Yeah, you know what's funny is that I almost feel like I... I've always been such a communicator with word, spoken word, you know, just being able to talk, have conversations like this, that I think on some level, it's almost stunted my, my musical expression because I, I work things out by talking so much. And I feel like, you know, quarantine and now, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and the uprising in our country, I think are showing me what I've always known to be there, but never truly believed that music is truly one of the ways that we can enter people's hearts and minds and one of the ways that we heal. You know, and so I I know it sounds silly, but I think it's like I've never really believed that that's true or definitely not about my own music you know what I mean um and I feel like this moment is staring me in the face and saying like Gina you were given this voice for a reason you know now is the time and I'm actually really excited that I was able to put out La Quemanda because I almost feel like it's a volume one you know um right. not only because we had to cut it short but also because I love this idea so for those who don't know La Quemanda is kind of like the boss woman or the woman in charge and even the you know the picture on the cover of the album is kind of this like superhero picture of myself right and it's interesting because I look at it and that doesn't feel like me every day you know I don't feel like this superhero woman that can like take on the world and is always thoughtful or always standing up for the causes she believes in but it's almost like I I sang to myself as a way to say, this is who you really are. And like, so when I listen to these songs, they're calling me to my best self and the understanding that there are many injustices in our world. But I do believe that even in this time right now, that women's voices are being drowned out. And obviously we need to be looking to women's voices in the Black Lives Matter movement and who have lived experience of being black women or afro uh, latina women in the united states and obviously i'm not one of those and so part of it is is also understanding that you know maybe i have a place in yes putting out music that can hopefully bring hope or light or some way of saying look we cannot go quietly we have to get loud and maybe it also means making space for other voices and realizing that maybe this isn't the time for my own voice to be loud or provide a, a platform. You know, so I'm, I'm really excited about the conversations that are starting to happen, but obviously I'm I'm very scared for our country and I, I'm moved to action for that reason. Um, and I, I desperately think that we, 
it is long overdue that we make room for other voices. Gina Chavez, thank you so much for recording yourself at your home (laughs) (laughs) in Austin, Texas. I hope I did a good job. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you did a great job. And me over here in the Alt-Latino Satellite World Headquarters Studio Complex Recording Studio Number One. That's where I am. My closet. (laughs) I love it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks to you. Cuando no te tengo, pienso en ti. Amanezco enferma, no sentirte aquí. Junto a mi lado, cerca de mí. Como el pan. Let's go.
Next up, Leela Downs talked to us from her home in Oaxaca, Mexico, about her new single, El Silencio. And like so many other people these days, we talked via Zoom. Welcome, Leela Downs. Welcome back to Alt Latino. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Tell us about your new song, where it came from, and why is it coming out right now? I actually wrote this song, like, I think the day after I decided to stay in the house. We came back from a tour that we had in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and Arkansas. And right after I got back, things started to heat up in the news. And then uh, the two musicians that were traveling with us said that they weren't feeling so good. So I thought, well, I better, I better stay home. And I, was, I wasn't really afraid. I was more like, uh, how, how can I say this? I was overwhelmed and couldn't kind of believe what was happening. So I, I think that's why I wrote the words to this song. Right away, when you tell yourself that you're gonna be confined, something unusual goes on with the consciousness and with kind of the, your third eye, I believe. And so that's really what this song is about. It's kind of about returning to a place that I hadn't been to in a long time, maybe a person that I was early on in my life and kind of the beginning of something. We recorded it here in Oaxaca with some uh, local musicians, which was really fun. And according to me, it was a ranchera, but it turned into something else. (laughs) (laughs) It it turned into Leela Downs music. Yeah. <laughs> which is a which is a style and a class all by itself we've discovered over the years. <laughs> Fui sola, camino la banqueta En la esquina había un anuncio pegado Con rondines vigilando cada puerta Y no llegaste tú Se perdieron tus pasos Por el lejano ruido de la ciudad Y no En mi mente me encontré con tu mirar Escuchando la radio supe que escuchabas Y pensando también en el final A la distancia un perro siempre ladra No pensé que sentiría calma Que lo vivo me recuerda lo que es grande Y el milagro es despertar Y no llegué 
piedra de mi cama veo un hilo Las hormigas que construyen en secreto Bajo el lecho de mis sueños sus cavernas Y un motor que parece respirar Y no Por el lejano ruido de la ciudad Y no llegaste tú Solo había las doce del día Fantasma parts of the song do you think have a particular resonance to what's going on say with the virus right now and how did that affect your composition you're composing the song to me it was about health about health in the mind and in the world for me it's it's about talking to myself and being with those things that kind of drive you a little crazy every day still you know as many of you probably have been feeling this there are good days and there are bad ones and there are good nights and that are, there are bad ones as well. But in the song, I think I was really thinking about ghosts and about our ancestors. And I think this is very indigenous to, to kind of ask for guidance and ask questions about crossroads such as this one. It sounds crazy, but I think in indigenous psychology, uh, mysticism, there is a dialogue with the ancestors and and i think that's in in great part what is going on in this in this song the promises and the symbols that are very important for us the moon and the cycle of of life and of course pulque and to know when you are able to have some wine or or un aguardiente or, <laughs> or un mezcal <laughs> And sometimes I really do feel like it's necessary, you know, come uh, actually Thursday afternoon, maybe even after today. <laughs> I might right? need a, a little ayudita. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think we could all use it. Yeah. Going back to the uh, thing where you mentioned about uh, reaching out to the ancestors for guidance and for direction, it reminds me of something that I heard jazz saxophonist Wayne Shorter say recently during a Zoom conversation. Somebody asked him about uh, the virus. The only thing he said in typical Wayne Shorter fashion, the only thing he said was the virus is a teacher. It really resonated with me and really put me on a different path and had me think about think about this whole situation in a different context. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what your reaction is to that, to the idea that the virus is a teacher. Oh, definitely. The thing that I have noticed that it has equalized everyone in, in attitude. I think that everybody has become humbled by this experience and that makes us more tender to one another. And even though we're constantly on these cold screens, <laughs> we're actually closer than we ever have been in my mind, in my feelings. 
and that's a great lesson we we must learn from this and we must remember to learn from this because it's very easy to yeah well it's great and then you know the next next phase comes and we forget about what we've learned here We'll always stand by and await whatever it is that you come up with. And you always have a home here in Alt Latino, so you're welcome back anytime. Lila Downs, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Thanks again to both Gina Chavez and Lila Downs. Gina's new EP is called La Quemanda, and El Silencio is the name of Lila's new single. And I ain't gonna lie, it always feels better after talking through some of life's bigger issues with other people, especially very talented songwriters. You can find a playlist of the songs we play today on our website, that's npr.org slash altlatino. Don't forget to follow us on social media, we are NPR's Alt Latino. Thank you again for listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. Be safe out there, folks. Oh,